So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Can I get an oh, hell yeah. We got big Stone Cold Steve Austin news today on Sports Keto Wrestling. Top story. Could we be seeing the Texas Rattlesnake back on your screens for WWE in the very near future in 2022? Tell your Stone Cold fans to get on there with the Sports Keto. We're going to talk to you right after this. Happy holidays, you no good son of a bitch. Play. Play the video. They look a lot like the holidays. Sports Key to Wrestling, I am Kev Kellum. Christmas was celebrated on Monday at Raw, December 22nd in 1997. There was a Santa Claus in the ring. He wanted Sable because he wanted to tell Sable that she was naughty or nice and he had a special gift for her. The Santa Claus on site in Lowell, Massachusetts that week was not happy that Sable was not coming to the ring. But no, a young boy came into the ring appearing to be either Jimmy or Jay Uso at a very young age. Did anyone else notice this? And then on top of it he tells him that you're not the real santa claus and this guy who's playing santa claus he's not having it and he kicks the kid out of the ring this is a heel santa and you know who's not gonna have this working class badass text rattlesnake stone ghost steve austin good tell santa claus what did i want for christmas when i was six years old and then santa says that he wanted a barbie doll and tiddlywinks stone cold of course gives him a stone cold stunner and then a bionic elbow off the top rope just for good measure happy holidays from sports Keto wrestling What's up, everybody? What? We have what? We got some big Stone Cold what? news. Yes, we have massive Stone Cold Steve Austin news. I had so much fun doing that. You see the big graphic there? Is Stone Cold Steve Austin coming back to the WWE? We're going to get right back that, into that in today's video. So much to cover. Matt Hardy, we have news about him. What is his future after he is done wrestling in the ring? He says what he wants to do. Plus, uh, SmackDown, if you don't know, is the most watched wrestling show in the world by a wide margin. It's beating the NBA. It's beating the NBA. All right. We're going to get into these numbers. This is crazy. What, what SmackDown is doing? The, the needle has been moved. I don't know if you know this. The needle what? has been moved. What? what? Oh, hey, look what I'm look at him wearing, by the way. Yes, yeah, you rock. Oh, I love that shirt. I gotta get that. That's the Stone Cold Steve Austin uh three Austin 316 speech, right? It was five bucks on Black Friday or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh we got a bunch of diehards with us. I'm a bunch of people yelling, watch out, watch out, watch out. All right, tell people to watch out, share the link. What's up, Johan? What's up with the diehards? Ricky, what's up with all the people there? If you're watching on demand, get into the chat below. So many of you joining us. So we recently interviewed Bianca Belair. So many of you guys checking that out. A lot of great content this past weekend. And thank you for once again putting us on the charts, on the podcast audio charts in the United States, Australia, and multiple countries. Go ahead and subscribe to the audio feed if you can. Ricky's already asking what's going on with Stone Cold. Enough of the teasing. Let's get right into it. Um, Tell me. What is the news? Are we getting Stone Cold back in the WWE? 
Well, obviously, with WrestleMania in Dallas, Texas, there was uh, you know the obvious speculation that Stone Cold would be involved, possibly. Uh, the Undertaker may be involved, maybe the Undertaker going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, we have gotten recent update from the uh, usual reputable source of Russell Votes, a little tweet, a little tweet on the Twitter, and uh, they said, talked to a, a few different sources on the, this weekend and heard the same thing. WWE is very interested in having Steve Austin as part of WrestleMania this year in Dallas, not in a wrestling role, but in a meaningful part outside of just appearing up too creative at this point my assumption is probably uh that they are probably in the early stages of trying to get uh stone cold steve austin in to be the host of wrestlemania this year yeah some, all- something that matter maybe he'll be the sheriff you know, they did a lot of things <laughs> with stone cold for yeah. what two years or so after his in-ring career was done he was still able to do stunners and, yeah. and be a complimentary character and had a lot of fun doing it you know, mm. people kind of the epilogue of his in-ring career was doing some pretty fun stuff where he was a referee and all these different things and when stone cold comes back people enjoy it i, I don't think it's, it makes sense it's dallas texas it's austin it makes sense the last time they did one of these austin was there it was a big deal this makes complete sense yeah, and of course, WWE's like to have an hosts for WrestleMania over the past few years, so uh, it makes sense that, that could be the uh, the option that they have uh, Austin in for this, uh, uh, as they uh, have, of course, confirmed a two night event Saturday and Sunday, April second and April third. Mm-hmm. Craig saying, "Make beer drinking on TV cool again." Is it not cool? I I, I, I enjoy drinking beer. Hangman Adam Page drinks a lot of beer on TV, so. <clears throat> So true, but I mean, when we, when we think of beer drinking wrestlers, we think of Stone Cold Steve Austin, the crusher, one beer, the, one beer, two, two beer. beers. Um, we think of the crusher, if you want to go extra old school, the man who made Milwaukee famous, walking <laughs> Sand out with a keg of Sandman, Sandman, you know, and that sounds like man. another top five. We have to have the, 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 the top five, top five, <laughs> top five drinking beer sw- swiggling dudes yeah so if you guys want more uh stone cold goodness i just did a voiceover for a very very fun video it is over on our channel right now our, our youtube channel go subscribe to it uh and it is wrestle binge this is our channel where we just put up top five videos go search sports key to wrestle binge and it is the top five stone cold steve austin moments i think number one com- makes complete sense and we've already referenced the number one Stone Cold moment, uh, but go check it out. I had a lot of fun. I had to do a lot of ridiculous stuff on it. Just like I did in that video, we did some drop some new shorts, some Christmas shorts as well. Uh, re- remembering shorts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Stone Cold comes back. Does that does that move the needle for you? Since, since some uh, the big debate now amongst the tribalistic <laughs> wrestling uh, crowds is. Who moves the needle in wrestling, which is such a specific, uh, you know, descriptive favors of somebody who, like, is a draw, can get people to come out to things. And, does now, it's good. A t- and now it's a T-shirt. And now it's a T-shirt. Roman Reigns debuted this this past week in Chicago. Did not get to go to the show. I was doing comedy up north, up, up there, way up there, y'all, in uh, Wisconsin. Did not get to go. But everyone I know who went said it was a great, great show. They really, really enjoyed it. And this is a strong show with a bunch of different crazy things on it. We'll talk about that here in a moment. Uh, a lot to cover with them. I want to know what fans are saying here about this big Stone Cold news before we change here. Uh, they they love Roman new sh- Roman's new shirt. Uh, Greg Chris says, oh, hell, yeah, it will move the needle. He'll be on there. Um, uh, Steve, <laughs> Steve says, Austin Stunner, Austin Theory getting him over. I could see that. Yeah. I could see, I could see uh, Vince McMahon saying, no, you, you, wanna, you really want to. You know, the whole thing is that 
Austin Theory is under the learning tree of Vince McMahon now. You really want to get over? You gotta, yeah. you gotta deal with Austin. <laughs> Go get Austin. Yeah. Just finally, I'll get Austin. I'll finally get Austin when I send this guy ass. <laughs> yeah. Then he gets stunned. And then Austin, old man, tries to figure out how to take a selfie or something. It'd be, it'd be kind of a funny <laughs> moment. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I would love to see him in a in a WrestleMania hosting role. Yeah. That, ho- that hosting role is, you know, and for the most part, has been kind of a throwaway, eh, not that interesting part of the show. If you give that to a guy like Steve they Austin. Did, I mean, they certainly moved when they did it with The Rock about 10 years ago. It was a big yeah. deal. You know, yeah, but it was to set something up. Now I don't think they're going to set up a match with a fifty-seven-year-old Stone Cold. He's far removed from the idea of getting back in the ring. Yeah, is no. if they do get him, Austin's out there. He's got to give somebody a stunner. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? He has oh, yeah. to. And Austin will get in shape for this. He will go and do months and months of rehab just to host a show and look good. You know, he's that type of guy. Uh, I think Austin being there proves WWE wants to really move the needle and do some big things with this. I'm down for it. And you could do a lot of different cool things. Also, if you have Austin involved, what is he doing at the Hall of Fame? Uh, He already has inducted himself. You know, you you bring in a lot of feel goodness. And WrestleMania is supposed to have a lot of general wrestling feel goodness about it. Overall, undisputed feel goodness in wrestling. I think you're going to get that. And it's a good Mm -hmm. idea. It's a good idea here. Uh, We have people asking crazy questions here. Uh, here we go. Yawn. Do you, do we think John Cena will be available for WrestleMania? Talk about big names at WrestleMania. Um, depends on his, his movie schedule. Uh, mm-hmm. it's hard telling. Uh, I, you know, there has not been any indication that he is anywhere close to coming back to the WWE. So, um, he right did, now he, I would you know, say they no. had that little short month long run where he did like what? 40 matches. They're mostly live events. For Summer WWE's, of Cena. Yeah. Summer of Cena. Uh, I wouldn't surprise me, you know, if he found some way to make it work. Right you know, now, there's been no rumblings. So no rumblings at this he time. He might no. Nah, he might and he might just be busy. I don't know. But there hasn't been anything mentioned about a return for Cena recently. Uh, other people saying, "What about a referee role?" Well, he's done that a couple of times already. I, I think that's kind of like touched upon territory. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me though if he he just was involved in making matches for WrestleMania. I think that'd be pretty sweet though. Uh, let's get into our second story here. This involves. Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy is gone on the record about what his wrestling future is going to be like when he gets out of the ring. He is known for being a very advantageous mind for the business, despite all the transgressions, different <laughs> things he's had with people outside of the, of the ring and, and his own problems. He's proven that he's a very intelligent guy. He's been in the business since he was a teenager, almost before he could drive a car. He was in the ring wrestling and doing it for WWE and has had various stints there. Now with all wrestling uh, heading the uh, HFO faction, and now there's much uh, anticipation of him having another reunion with his brother. But he's on the record about saying his future in the business involves him becoming a producer slash agent, a la you know Arn Anderson, D. Malenko, many other people that have gone to that role in the past 10, 20 years. Yeah, uh, recently on the Essentially Sports podcast, Matt Hardy said, "Whenever I finish my in-ring career, which obviously I have a lot less years left than I <clears throat> than I uh, do behind me, but I would definitely see myself as a producer or someone involved in the creative process. At the end of the day, pro wrestling is my passion. I just or I want to wrestle in the ring as long as I can, as long as my body will physically let me. Once that is said and done, I can still be involved and contribute by being a producer, and you're still able to live out your passion to some degree." And uh, also within that same interview, uh, he talked about the differences between working with Vince McMahon and working for uh, Tony Khan. Uh, He says, I think AEW is very special because the mentality that AEW uses, starting from Tony Khan all the way down. It is really just come in, do your job, work hard, be part of a team, and let's make this product as good as possible. 
They don't try to, they don't really try to force people into a hierarchy. They don't try to rein in by fear. Uh, everyone is allowed to feel comfortable. If you have an issue, you can talk to anyone. Tony Khan is so accessible. If you need to address Tony Khan, then you can speak to him. Where at WWE, it's quite opposite with Vince. Vince is very hard to speak with. And and Tony, I just feel like Tony has the current mindset of a wrestling fan in 2021. He can kind of make that come alive through his wrestlers and the way he puts together and books shows. It's just a comfortable family environment where everyone feels like you need to speak out. If you need to address something, you can. Everyone is comfortable in AEW, and it really does feel like a very big family. Makes complete sense. Smart guy. Feels very, very gung-ho about it. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, this is a guy I think WWE would want in a role just like that, too, if he wanted yeah. to do it. You know what I mean? The, these, he's in a good position, especially having a healthier mindset in his life in the past few years, uh, to, to do something like that. I'd be, I, I'd be down for what he could do yeah. creatively, too, as well, pitching yeah. stories and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. I I I don't I don't doubt it. I mean, obviously he's got the wrestling school. He's he's trained some wrestlers. A lot of I mean Cameron Grimes kind of came up through that area there in North Carolina as well. So mm-hmm. Cameron and, Grimes. Yeah, and then and the, the other thing that Hardy talks about, yeah, I, I don't understand how it's such a you know how the structure backstage in WWE is the way it is sometimes. It's mm-hmm. it's it's just so weird that it's you know, it you know, but you also you also go you know, Vince is kind of in his own world as it is. So maybe that's to him, it's normal, but you know, to everybody else, it's kind of weird. So I, I kind of thought it was kind of interesting com- com- uh, comparing and contrasting both of the managerial styles of those two companies. I wanted to mention this before we get into our uh, big show closing story here about WWE <clears throat> ratings news. We have WWE ticket news. WWE sent out no- uh, emails to a mm. number of fans uh, today that have either gotten tickets in the past that they're doing a buy one, get one ticket offer for the 2022 Royal Rumble at the Dome of the America Center in St. Louis. You can use the promo code HOLIDAY and fans can take advantage of the deal uh, through Ticketmaster. Now, a lot of people assumed that that meant uh, the, that the Royal Rumble was not moving tickets well. Actually, it's moving very, very well. I think it's a a misconception about that. It's moving very, very well. I think this is just a promo to make sure the show sells out. Is what it is. Man, I would be mad if I bought a ticket already. Though. Uh, I would be mad if you bought a ticket, though, but this is live event business now. You know, yeah. you're within a month of it. You know, it's Christmas. You know, this is a smart idea right before Christmas. Oh, you don't have a Christmas gift. You can really get a ticket if you want one, mm-hmm. uh, even if it's not maybe the best seat in the house. You know, yeah. I could see if you were upset about this, too. It's worth noting that does apply to some of those premium seats. If you bought like a really hefty, nice uh, ticket to Royal Rumble. I don't have a ticket to Royal Rumble. This was tempting. This was tempting. I was like, oh, wow, this is a pretty good deal. Uh, even if you want to get a nice ticket as well. I can see what you're saying, though. Uh, yeah. But everyone making the thing like, oh, they can't move tickets. Uh, no, <laughs> they've sold they've sold plenty of tickets with this. And uh, things like this are already designed to be papered into like, you know, five, seven thousand promotional tickets are given out to sponsors and, you know, local sponsors and local media partners and stuff like that, too. That happens like crazy that, you know, a lot of that stuff happens. I mean, so. it's a baseball stadium again, right? Yeah, or this year, you know, this is so, a former home of the Rams, former home of the Rams here. Yeah, so. so a little different than what they've been doing baseball stadiums lately. So it's a little different than <clears throat> a little different setup than before, but it can almost uh, almost the same. Uh, but yeah, th- there's a lot of seats to fill too. So uh, let's get into this big WWE TV ratings news. Mm-hmm. Uh, SmackDown, if you don't know, is the most watched professional wrestling show. And uh, we've had a lot of fun recently learning about 
the way that it is uh, becoming more of a juggernaut for Fox television. Uh, whether or not fans like to admit it, they look at the ratings overall. They say, oh, well, it wasn't this in 1998. Nothing on television is. I don't know why no. we're so isolated in that perspective here. Uh, but big numbers for SmackDown. This is the biggest rated show they had this past Friday out of Chicago's Rosemont Horizon, uh, for, now known as the Allstate Arena. Can't help it. I, I grew up here. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get to go to the show, but I had a lot of friends tell me this was a great show, texting me about it and saying it was really cool. And they also taped uh, their episode, their Christmas holiday episode there next week as well. Uh, Big one, though. Brock Lesnar on the show. Very physical. Roman Reigns attacking Paul Heyman. uh, And these angles, whether or not people like to admit it, if you're in the camp, you just hate WWE. Well, you're going to hate hearing this. This is the most watched SmackDown since September. uh, And this is a show that scored a rating of 2.3 million uh, that means you had it peaking over 3 million in certain quarter hours based on that average rating. Uh, it was number one in the 18 to 49 demographic for <clears throat> television. It ranked number one in the demo this week, uh, which is pretty crazy. And it beat out a Laker versus Timberwolves game on ESPN on cable. Uh, so mind you, it's worth noting it's on network television, but you have a bigger audience than an NBA game with a marquee yeah. team. Actually, that uh, was, that's pretty uh, impressive. That's pretty. Yeah. You can't deny that power right there. Actually, they were behind the, the Lakers game in the demo. Um, that was the only thing they were behind on Friday in regards to the demo. Was that like it's the perfect game. pivot show though? If yeah. you're not watching sports, what else? Is, what else is on on a Friday night in that time slot? You know. Yeah, and also, uh, you know, maybe the time of the year getting colder, people stay in a little more. Uh, Rampage got a, a, a boost as well. Uh, I think it was Rampage's highest. Uh, since the end of October. Uh, so uh, definitely a good wrestling day. I did not catch SmackDown yet. Uh, I'm off work uh, after tomorrow for a few days, so I'm going to catch up on my wrestling. I'm going to watch the Bears tonight, probably lose again. Bears. And uh, so I'll probably catch up on SmackDown and Raw uh, on my days off here later on this week. But uh, yeah, it, it's good to see uh, uh, viewership all across the board kind of increasing. Obviously, we're getting uh, getting closer to the Royal Rumble and, of course, that means we're getting closer to the road to WrestleMania. Uh, this is good stuff, though, for WWE. They, they had you know nice ratings bumps like this around this time of year <clears throat> last year. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's worth noting uh, WWE, I think, will do some big things on SmackDown in terms of a big attraction or a match of some kind before we get to the Royal Rumble. And some of those things will announce, uh, especially, you know, you don't want to burn that stuff right away. But I think one of those first early January episodes will have something on it. It's what WWE did last year. It worked when they did that big cage match versus Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. That mm-hmm. scored a real big number. One of the bigger numbers that WWE's had. I think we'll get something like that. It'd be yeah. crazy, though, if they pulled the trigger and we saw a Roman Reigns match on television. I don't think we see that, though. Uh, it's worth knowing we also have, you know, day one coming up on New Year's Day. Yeah. Uh, and you have a time crunch here to really do some big angles on television before then. But it's good to see that you have this type of number going into that show coming up on January 1st. Yeah, exactly. And I tell you what, I mean, you know, there's WWE is not the best at, at telling long term stories. Uh, you know, they, they, they lose focus really quick. But the long term story they've told with Roman and his family and then add Paul Heyman and now add Brock Lesnar and this this continuous two-year arc has been some of the best storytelling wwe's done in the past decade it's been it's been great and it continues to be great um you know and and uh i i'm i'm kind of excited to see where it goes you know like i said i didn't see smackdown yet but i knew what i heard what happened i have i have a feeling 
I have a feeling Heyman gets uh, involved at day one and screws Brock Lesnar because he's so scared of the tribal chief. I think he's going to screw Brock Lesnar somehow. My tribal chief. Yeah. My tribal chief. <laughs> he, doesn't, he, he doesn't act. He, he's scared shitless around Roman. He did, he did not. He did not act like that around Brock as much. His um, groveling is oh, it's great, it's fantastic. My, my, my tribal chief, my tribal chief. <laughs> so, but it's been it's been some of the best storytelling WWE's done over the past decade, and and it continues to intrigue the audience. Clearly, and read this comment here from Ryan Couts texting into the show. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, this week's show was a good show for SmackDown. You actually wanted to pay attention. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, bot Walker, he's both Bot and Walker says, "Nah, last week Roman Reigns wasn't there. The show wasn't getting a higher rating, so it's all just Roman Reigns. Is he the needle mover? Because he's wearing this needle mover T-shirt. If he's not there, no one watches." You know what I? You know what I find ridiculous though? He was gone for a week, and then, Roman returns. He was gone for a damn week, for crying out loud. But is that a sign that WWE understands how valuable he is? My you God, know? he was gone a week. Just calm down. Well, I can tell you. He's a needle mover in other ways. Yeah. Well, that uh, t-shirt and, says so. Uh, well, yeah, he has a t-shirt that says so. Uh, I've been doing interviews related to the WWE live events on this past weekend to promote them. And one of them was in Rockford. And I know some people involved with working that event. And when the the mark of sales over the past week um, was pushed quite a bit, Roman Reigns was on that show. And there was a big bump, as there is with a lot of shows right before. You know, some people say, "Oh yeah, it's in town. We got to go." You know, mm-hmm. uh, and the show was our shows. No, no one's selling out live events like that. It's just not something WWE puts that type of energy into. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the bill of the show did pretty well. They moved, they moved some tickets and really sold some extra tickets in the last few days. So good on them. Good time to go see a WWE live show. If you've never been to a house show, go. They're so much fun. They're they're like it's uh it's a refreshingly different thing than television. If you just want to see wrestling. Uh, so a lot of people complaining here about ratings and all these different things here. Uh, Steven Chambers, uh, SmackDown been great, but they need to get rid of Happy Corbin segments. He's not a fan of those. I I, I like Happy Corbin, but the stuff they've done lately has not been good. I kind of like it. I like the character a little bit, but yeah, I see what you're saying there. You need a heel. You need a heel. Uh, Supersonic X saying the ending of SmackDown is great. It knows how to tell a good story. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, you know, I also think part of it is it's a two-hour show, and Raw is a three-hour show. And I wonder if the things that people enjoy on Raw, they would like if it was just a two-hour show. You know? WWE's not going to say no to that like extra, you know, $70, $80, 100000000 million, whatever it is. You make an advertising per quarter just off that extra hour TV here. Yeah. Uh, you know, other people saying raw ratings are terrible in comparison to what they're up against on Monday night football and a handful of really good Monday night football games that have happened this year, particularly good ones. Uh, not tonight. Won't be good. <laughs> I'll tell you that, especially if you're a Bears fan. Yeah, I'll be watching. Uh, I, I, I'll throw in some money onto DraftKings to make it interesting. There you go. All right. <laughs> There you go. Uh, so definitely our very own Jose watching while he's in commute here. Uh, what happened to your overlay graphics? We got overlay graphics, Jose. We got I just fixed it. There. I don't know what yeah. happened to him. I fixed it, though. Yeah, don't worry about it. We got him in there. Uh, and other people chime in here. Uh, here. We'll get in this question here from Money Sanders. Uh, do you think Charlotte versus Tony Storm, Charlotte Flair versus Tony Storm, will make day one, even though it was taped for next week? Yes, they did tape a match for uh, the Christmas episode of SmackDown. I don't mind that um, as so much as there's storylines, I think, that can be done on television now in a day and age when you have so many pay-per-view special events like this. 
that you can give the payoff on TV. You don't have to have it on a pay-per-view. I'm okay with that. I don't, and I don't think that's really a demotion either because you're still on television. You're still in front of a big audience. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I didn't, I didn't look at spoilers, but I mean, maybe they set it up to where they're, you know, they follow up with a match at day one. I don't know. I, I, I avoided spoilers as well. I just, I still yeah. at least wanted to see this week's uh, show. Yeah, a uh, lot, lot to go in there. Thank you guys so much for uh, watching the show. If you liked it, why don't you share the link? Why don't you just share the link and you don't stink? Uh, there's a lot you can do with. You can follow Jeremy on the Twitter machine at JB Bennett, uh, JB Huskers. Yeah. yeah. You can yeah, follow me at, at Kev Kellum. Of course, check out sportskeeda.com. We are available as an app on your phone. You can get us on Google Play and Apple. If you haven't done already, here is our March. We have a few weeks to go. Can you get us to our goal for YouTube subscribers? I know a lot of you watch on Facebook, but give our show a shot on YouTube. Uh, it really, really helps us out. It really helps us out with different analytics and different things that we want to do with the show and grow it and grow it and grow it. And we have a bunch of content on there as well, including Dutch Mantel reviewing SmackDown and Rampage every Friday. Vince Russo, bro, covering bro. Raw. We have uh, the, uh, the unscripted series every Tuesday, which is an individual interview. We have debrief every Wednesday. We have the inside credit every Thursday. And then on top of it, we have a top story there. So like over 10 shows a week, plus bonus interviews, little shorts, our top fives, hours of stuff for you to consume. Never ending content for your chirping bird mouths. And we are the baby bird. <laughs> Eat it. <laughs> so there we go. I made the weirdest analogy ever for giving out content. A little weird. Internet. Yes. Yes. Hey, it worked though. I made my point. Uh, all right, little chirpy baby birds. You can go hit the Twitter Twitters. <laughs> and remember, when watching wrestling, you must do a critically important thing. Very, very important. Please do it as we pull up our show closing overlay. We have overlays, everybody. Hey, fancy. When you're watching that wrestling, tell them. Jeremy Bennett of mm -hmm. Nebraska, if they ask you, what are they mm -hmm. supposed to do? Yeah, you got to enjoy wrestling, and then you got to follow it with a, yeah! Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out!